You are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. After the quiet of a thousand nights falls upon your ears, an idea will betray you. Your secrets are not yours alone. An abyss opens beneath your cradle, and the torch will sputter into darkness. You will hold the myth of life in your hands, and you will drive the chariot of winter. Last time on Soul Story. The fated struggle to hit zombies. Zombies struggled to hit the faded. Eventually, the zombies were defeated and were all aged in the process. Delilah's trail led the faded to a dingy hovel inhabited by a Mr. Enoch Wells. Enoch shared some interesting facts about Winifred and Delilah. They share the same body, but both believe only one can save the world from a tyrant resurgence. Enoch doesn't trust Delilah, but what do you think? Will the faded side with Winifred? Who decorated this place? Listen, and you may just find out. Welcome to Soul Story, a Through the Breach actual play podcast set in the world of Malifaux. Today I'm joined by... Moose, playing Felix. Bam Bam, playing Albert Long. Kyle, playing Barry Valentine. And I'm Alex, and I'll be your Fate Master today. And unfortunately, Spencer's gone. Just for today, though. For we scared him off. Forever. But just a little bit. No, stop. You'll make me cry. No, oh, we, well, okay. And now this is the Bam Bam Crying segment. That's a Patreon <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> sweet, sweet tears. So we ended with Enoch saying something along the lines of, she's the only one that can save us all. So, uh, and we're going to say for the sake of things, because our homeboy Jerry is stoic and quiet usually anyways, I imagine he's kind of up against a wall where he can survey everything, still pretty close to the door, not too far away from the group, arms crossed, maybe futzing with his new jacket, maybe trying to fit his hat to make sure it's like at the good fitting angle where it's not sliding too far. He's paying attention, but distracted. I go over and talk to him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> let's all talk to him let's all talk. <laughs> i know barry had a question did you write it down i told you to write it down but did you write it down no i mean i, I remember generally what the question is i don't remember how i phrased it though that's okay rephrase it so mr enoch um your ward you wouldn't happen to know, to know where she is now would you he has his shoulders slump and remember, he speaks in a pristine British accent that I can't do. <laughs> and he takes a seat at the table, one of the two seats that are there, grabs the sugar cube, and you can tell like the sugar cubes are dwindling as well. Amongst all the other supplies, the sugar is running low. And he drops <coughs> the cube in. <laughs> I unfortunately don't know where she's at. We had a, a rather large fight last time we spoke, and Sometimes when her emotions get the best of her, that's that's when Delilah will come out, and that's when she can take hold. Interesting. Is there any place that 
she would go if has she ever run away or has she ever have you ever lost track of her for any given time it's been been, okay going back it's been a while there was a fight uh last time i saw her was about two weeks ago and uh unfortunately when she disappears until delilah i can't find her i've been trying what magical skills i sort of have aren't the kind that can help me in this and when Delilah is out and about, she just poofs off the map. I hear whispers. I try to keep my ear to the ground. But I've been doing some research, and I, and I think I might be able to create a device to help. It, this seems like a... Uh, <clears throat> we need to find Delilah now. I, I don't know if we really have the time for you to be in- inventing, Miss Enig. He chuckles dis- despite the circumstances and sips his tea. I am quite aware that time is of the essence, particularly as whatever, whatever's going to happen. You know, I know every day it gets closer and closer. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it can't be good. And Winifred's nowhere near ready f- to face whatever her challenges might may be. You know, Mr. Enoch, and this may come off as odd, but have you ever thought about just possibly trying to kill Delilah? Perhaps in a medical term, it, it could just be a death of a personality and we could wake Winifred up if Delilah were to be removed. Before I answer that, I want to give anyone who wants to a moment to do an insight check on Enoch. <clears throat> insight. Hell yeah. Because the stammer sure definitely wasn't I just shall. me. <laughs> I will incite you. Um, Insight. I don't have it, but I did get a ten of tomes. Neat. Barry got a nine of tomes. Ooh. And Al got that sweet format. (laughs) Sweet, simple, Mr. Long. (laughs) What's Al doing? What is he so distracted by or bored by? Jared. Jared. Just staring at him. Longingly. (laughs) Gazing um, deeply into his eyes. Man meat. Well, is would it like are we in a room that he <laughs> Are we in a room that would have been acceptable to light a Lucifer? Uh, you could try. I mean it's a home. I if you did it, you he wouldn't stop you. <laughs> I imagine like if there was like a window he could be near, like at least, you know. <laughs> this place is pretty well, barred up. Like, even when there's there's like oh, only one shit. or two windows, but it's closed off and it's dark and it's gloomy and gross. <laughs> Blow your smoke at the closed window. It'll still work. That's how windows work, right? <laughs> That's how windows work. <laughs> I feel like because of kind of like this place just isn't tidy. And he probably would have like, like beforehand, like he would have had it in his mouth for a while. And like, if nothing was said about it, he would like kind of just have slowly lit it. And he's just kind of like off there. Uh, I don't want to say bored. Maybe he's bored. He's kind of just he's pulling. He's him and Jared just leaning up against the wall. They're just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. But uh, all right. The other thing I'd offer you is that there is a big ass mirror in this little house. <laughs> oh no, he's oh, looking at himself. Yeah, smoking. that's um, well. <laughs> thank you for that because we. <laughs> I put props sometimes. Yeah, Albert. <laughs> I put props sometimes. Yeah, for yeah he's probably. Characters. 
he's he's trying probably trying to not very you know very he's just being very subtle about checking himself out in this mirror and maybe like every so often do a little flex just like does albert know how to be subtle i, I don't think these two things go what well, i mean does he have yeah, that skill? he does he's what would that be based off of grace because <laughs> never mind I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll allow it <laughs> both barry and felix you guys can tell because you're pretty engaged in this conversation He's been honest up to this point, and as he's stumbling through what's gonna happen, particularly the more he kind of makes himself talk about what's gonna happen, he's stammering more, and he's clearly lying about something. Like, he knows more than he's letting on. Hmm, good. <laughs> uh, so then I guess I will redact what I what Felix just said, in, in lieu of realizing that he's lying. And I, I think Felix would have started on this you know, killing the personality because he's logical and he's a doctor and he's a man of science. Um, even though he's dead and now a man of magic. Oh, well, <laughs> things. Semantic. Um, Felix is going to look at him and kind of conjuring up this, you know, the undead ghoul Felix. I mean, trying to get on a little bit more of that persona, he's going to, you know, bleach his skin of a little bit of color. He's going to make his little blue varicose veins kind of pop a little bit, and I assume like his eyes are going to get a little more icy blue as he, he walks closer. And um, I, I would like to make a flip here to produce a little bit of chill. Okay. Just emanating off of me. Alright, 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 alright. Um, I, I don't know what kind of sorcery check you would like out of that, but I currently have a 12 of masks and tomes. Yeah, no, I'll allow it. Okay, so he's just going to kind of be a little little bit more ominous. Not necessarily intimidating, but he's it's a uh, show of dominance, in a way. What? And he's going to... Huh? Go ahead, no finish. Oh, uh, and he's going to approach Mr. Enoch and... Mr. Mr. Enoch, you are a lovely host, but a terrible liar. My years of service taught me much and you're hiding something something that i want i would like to politely ask you for this information or i can forcibly take it he watches as you approach it's not the magic that wigs him out he's pretty cozy with that nonsense but you are definitely a force and he's yeah, yeah. you hear the teacup <laughs> rattle a little before he sets it down on the table. Not wanting to hold it much longer, unless there's more rattling. For forgive me, I... There are some things I don't wish to share. I don't want to cause panic by any means. It's... And he kind of takes a deep breath and exhales. How... How much do you know about the tyrants, Dr. Hyde? <laughs> Felix is going to look at him like tyrants, uh... <laughs> Are we talking talking the czars or those kind of tyrants? No, no, not nothing so simple. Then I'm afraid I'm at a loss. And at this, he'll he's now curious, so he's going to drop the frilled lizard a little bit. <laughs> it's still going to be cold. He's still going to have the blue veins, but he's going to bring a little bit more of that human color back. Like, oh, you've intrigued me. Continue. I won't eat you now. <laughs> lizard man, go away. <laughs> lizard man, go. 
I'm a sneeple. Sneeple. Snursin. A snursin. Oh. I'm a snursin. That was a bad meme. <laughs> bad meme. Okay, uh, so yeah, he nods his head slowly and kind of looks at the group of you, assuming no one else really knows. Question. Mm-hmm. Is this something that Barry would have heard of in the cult? Yes, what Barry knows through the cult is that the tyrants are like gods of old for Malifaux, and that what your whole cult's trying to do is spread word that the mother is coming, and there's nothing you guys can do to stop it. <laughs> so get fucked. Would, um, or I don't know if you want me to like flip for like him to kind of like recall, because I remember that like crowd that like like an owl like just stopped and like froze for a minute listening to it yeah you did i think that if you remembered i'll remembered okay because like i like it like if it sounded like that like you know him like something that he remembered from that crowd he probably would kind of like perk up a little bit he's like wait you don't mean like religious bullshit I don't think it's much to do with religion. I think it's a little more practical than that, Mr. Long. Uh, well, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, there was a... Uh, I heard something about it. Uh, I don't know what it means, though. But uh, isn't it something along those lines? Please, Mr. Hennick. What What connection... What connection does she have with this? And now he has his hands clasped on the table as he looks over at Al. There's some light in his face as just seeing some of the innocence still at the table. As his (laughs) life has clearly been weighed down by prophecies and fucking changing girl. And angels. And angels. He's had a, a hard few months, few weeks. He's debating who to kind of answer first here. Tyras aren't so much a religious figure. They were powerhouses. They were what ruled this land. Uh, I don't want to get into the minutia of what happened to the old tyrants. Because they're long gone. Trapped. Far away. What not many people understand is that there was one that got away when the original 13 were trapped. There's one they call the mother, and she's capable of birthing as many tyrants as she can find the power to consume. You know, I I heard that before. Are you one of the docents? Um, could you tell? I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't have any either normal garb on me How, how'd you guess oh I was talking to Mr. Long but he kind of looks over at you <laughs> oh wow <laughs> I didn't know that I thought it was a general question Felix Sorry. is gonna like get all wide eyed like the fuck he looks you over not really surprised maybe a little curious I'm just curious where your friend heard about it but there's one of you that hangs out on the corner I've heard him preach before yeah, um, that's, that's Nathaniel. He's, he's kind of the one that spreads word about us. Well, sort of. 
You're in with a dangerous crowd, Mr. Valentine. Mr. Enoch, this is Malifaux. Point me to a crowd that isn't dangerous. But the the docents, they can be, I suppose, but no, no, they're, they do things for the right reasons. I know, I've seen it firsthand. And what have you seen? You have to be willing to commit a lot. The people there, they, they really care for each other. They want good things for Malifaux, for everyone. And I don't know. I think they're trying to do the right thing. I think we're trying to do the right thing. I hope you're right, Mr. Valentine. When Winifred returns to herself and returns to her full, glorious power, she's going to be the one to bring down the mother. And she'll need all the help. Kind of look over at uh, Dr. Hyde a little expectantly. Well, I have a couple ideas, but you honestly know her better than than I do. Both of you, looking between Mr. Enoch and Felix. Felix will cock an eyebrow like, well, what I know is... <laughs> He chuckles and tries to think about how he's going to put this into words. Like, I only know she's a silky, sweet, magical girl that appeals to a dark side in me. The girl I know, Delilah, appeals to a primal side of myself, something that I never gave into before (laughs) my untimely death. And now is something that I seek to embrace but not let rule me. Just then it clicks in his head that you weren't doing some kind of illusion magic, that you're dead. Yep, totally dead. And that is news. <laughs> and he sits a little taller and tries to subtly like, kind of lean a little further back. <laughs> uh. Also, it sounds like you're chasing up a tree that he doesn't want to know about of his 16-year-old ward. So he's <laughs> conflicted at the moment. Enoch is, as, as he's kind of panicking here now, realizing what kind of company he's keeping and what kind of company Delilah's keeping. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead. It's dead company. I wish I could give you more information. The fact I haven't seen her in nearly two weeks means Delilah's grasp on her has been longest she's had her body for. Usually she comes back A little shaken, a little hungry, and we're able to talk about what she's seen while she's inside Delilah. Or really, rather, while Delilah takes over her. But I haven't seen her. And her sending you to me, or sending you to me, is a cruel joke. I don't know what nonsense she's up to, but I wouldn't trust it. All I want is my Winifred back. I might have a way to do that as the aforementioned device. I'm still trying to get some blueprints together. Once I have more information, I can get a hold of you if you are interested in helping. It's a mighty task, trying to help save the world. So I understand if it's not your bag. Well, it sure beats uh, killing rats in the sewer. You can count me in. 
Yes, of course. Yeah. How much is it paying? Um, Mr. Long, the um, <laughs> the winning prize for saving the world is that you have a world to spend your money in. I think at this point, Jared would kind of nod his head along. I'll ask for a price, uh, like like seconding it. Like, yep, that. How much we making? And it nods his head in, in appreciation towards Barry. I hate to agree that there's no real monetary value in this besides being able to say that you're the one that helped save Malifo. Cool. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So we can... This this is going to be like public news. I mean, I'm not selling tickets to the event, but I also imagine... Well, I don't know how this will play out. Ah, don't worry about it. I got a guy. <laughs> All right. I'm oh in. my god. Mr. Long, <laughs> let's put it this way. It'll be your best book yet. Ha! You goddamn right it will. Felix just he he likes like <laughs> I'm going to politely ask you to leave at this point. Uh, I believe the the guild's actually looking for me. I'm a wanted man at the moment. Uh, do me a favor. Don't mention I'm here. When I have everything I need, I'll reach out to you. Do you know where to find us? Good point. Uh, you could find me at my shop, or, well, it's easy enough to contact me through there. He, he nods. Uh, it was Valentine Sundries? Yes, Valentine Sundries. The place to get the things you need, from the largest hammer to the smallest speed. He nods his head. I like that. That was cute. <laughs> That's cute. And again, that smile kind of returns, and some of that hope that he's been seeing in you guys starts to reflect in his own face. Yeah, you can find uh, me and Jer over at Three Sisters Brothel. And Dr. Hyde, is that sufficient? I, I at least have three of your friends' contacts now. This this is fine, Mr. Enoch. Uh, finding my apartment all on your own is going to be a task. As a wanted man myself, I know how hard it is to stay away from the guild. Birds of a feather. Uh, Felix will tip his, tip his hat and just be like, well gentlemen and try to shoot them out the door uh barry will finish the cup of tea and place it uh just gingerly back on the table al finishes it like it's a shot <laughs> <laughs> enoch falls behind you guys and kind of the arm out kindly ushering you out and <laughs> i'll i'm gonna be, say I, I i don't want to flip or nothing i just this is how in my mind theater mm -hmm. you're the last to leave as you finish this shot of tea and you're ready to close the door behind you, and you look over your shoulder just one last time to get a good look at that handsome mug of yours. Mm -hmm. And it's just that second, as you close the door, you realize Enoch is by the mirror now, and he's moving it to the side as if he's opening a door. And your the door shuts behind you. Ooh. So as he's walking, he'll probably like do it like blankly, like as if like he has, he doesn't realize that he has important information. Um, so like at like joining up with a group, he'll kind of like you know, thumb point over shoulder and goes, "Huh, you know, that's a really good place to hide a, a like a a wine room or something, huh? Behind a mirror. Who would have thought?" Felix is gonna stop and instantly pivot to Mister Long. What? Huh? 
You, you didn't see the... Uh, he moved the mirror. It was a kind of rumored something. Hmm. I believe Mr. Enoch did not give us all of the information. Well, at least we know for the future that he has secrets that need to be uncovered. Thank you, Mr. Long. Yeah, no problem. Hey, I, I actually was wondering if I could speak to you for a moment. Felix stops and, of course, what do you need, Mr. Long? Well, just, yeah, just, just you, just real, real quick, if I could. That, fine. All right. <laughs> kind of like, yeah, I, Jared. <laughs> uh, Jared, like, not like he's, very, like, he doesn't care. He's like, shrugs, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, kind of nods over at, at Barry and distracts himself. Yeah, you, you go ahead. I'll be over there. So, uh, curious. Because, you, you, you know, you do uh, the science stuff and the, the other stuff. Um... Just, you know, because it's come up before. What do you know about brilliance? Brilliance. You, the, the drug of choice of the Honeypot Casino. I'm... Do they use it there? That's odd. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, well, they do use it there. Um, when we went to have the daring interaction with Mr. McFate, I was slipped some. It's a nasty chemical that the longer you take it, the more it affects you. Uh, the texts aren't exactly clear as to what those those you know, happenings are. But as with any drug, it, it can't be good. Well, I just, because... Except for mercury. Mercury's great. Well, oh, okay, see, and like, you know, think about mercury. Like, it makes you feel good. It, can't be all bad, right? Just wait till you discover morphine. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to uh, kind of eye Albert Long, and then try to be. This is this is the Felix funny moment. He puts his hand on your shoulder and he's like, "Mr. Long, everything in moderation, except for good bourbon and women." Oh yeah. <laughs> and he just stands like aw- awkwardly stands there and smiles at you. Like, eh, I can be funny too. <laughs> I, I feel like Al like will try to like, at first it was like, ah, oh, like he made a funny. And then because it's so odd seeing him like, just like, huh? I did a funny just like, uh, right. This is weird. <laughs> He's like, are you also? Un-? It's like, are you, you got me on the stuff? You seem real chipper. You, right uh, you need some more? <laughs> I got some uh, Parker. You know? <laughs> I got some sugar cubes. <laughs> I got some sugar. You need some. You, you need some sugar? Doc, you need some. Doc, you want some sugar? <laughs> hey, don't have any parties over there without me. <laughs> no. Campaign. Um, no more campaign. Just hanging out, doing drugs. <laughs> doing drugs. Nice. Don't Sex do drugs, kid. And... This is your brain on brilliance. Um, don't do it. This is your brain uh, on brilliance. <laughs> it's a sparkly, <laughs> glimmering egg. <laughs> yeah, that then grows oh, claws. And That's a merch idea in the future. Kids. Great shirt. <laughs> um... Yeah, they're probably like, I mean, there's, no one's like, like, how much would be too much for, you know, like, with people who do take too much? 
how to you know well it's not really my forte mr long i i don't have much information on it i'm i'm not a chemist my i, I can prescribe you you know substances to help heal you and mitigate pain but i it's a pleasure drug mm. why have you been in contact with it no i i because uh, remember uh like you said when we were um at the at the with the mcfate so i just wanted, i wanted to make sure i wasn't gonna be like affected by it or anything well, unless you have been ingesting it, you should be fine. If you if you have, I, I am a medical professional. You can be honest with me. I, I can help you come down from it. I mean, I'm... I'm I mean, look at me. <laughs> I've never been better. I was just curious. That's all. But is there anything else, Mr. Long? No, I mean... We can work on some more tricks. Because you you seen what I did back there, right? Mr. Long, this is neither the time nor the place to practice such things. It is still, you know, frowned upon. Right, right. No, I just... Making conversation, I guess. At this, Felix is like, well, this moment was great. Gonna awkwardly start to walk away. <laughs> Why do I not have friends? Please love me. <laughs> uh, doctor, I I think I need I need you to come with me. Uh, Mr. Valentine, are you ill? No. I think <laughs> what what we need is some help. The dosal docents they can help being ever so curious about what these people actually are, Felix perks up with his best smile. Yes, let's go there. Perfect. So if Albert was going to follow, um, I'm sorry, I actually can't take you and um, Mr. Big Meat Slap there. <laughs> Mr. Big Meat Slap? It's canon that he has a magnum dong, so... <laughs> Has Al seen it? Al's seen it, right? Have you ever seen Jared naked? Have I seen Jared naked? Someone saw Jared naked because it got mentioned. <laughs> well, Putnam's seen Jared naked. Was it just yep. Putnam? Well, I, I think, think it was, was Putnam. Putnam. Okay. Ha! Just me. <laughs> Damn it. Just me. I don't mean to be rude. I just. We, um. We're kind of a secretive group. And we don't want a whole lot of noise, if you know what I mean. Noise? Call me loud? Uh, Jared chuckles. Those are your words, not my own. <laughs> I mean, hell, I can be quiet. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you can. But maybe I'll bring you later. This, we have very important it's, business that we need to take care of. And hey. I can show you around later. It It'll be fine. They're they're a welcoming group, but understandably cautious. I can take a hint. It's all right. Come on, Jer. I guess uh, we'll meet you guys later. Uh, at, at the three sisters, I would assume. 
Yeah, he'll probably be at the bar. I may either be there or, uh, <laughs> well, I'll leave a sock on the door. Wonderful. I think Jared probably starts I... making some uncomfortable silence, not really sure what's being insinuated. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Felix will, of course, go to go over to Albert and Mr. Long, in mm-hmm. total honesty and sincerity, I need you ever vigilant in case Enoch comes back with information. So, will you do that for me? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if he comes. Perfect. Thank you. I, I knew mm-hmm. I could count on you. Hey, always can. Doctor, are, are you ready? Let us, let us depart. Lead the way, Mr. Valentine. And I head toward them slums over there. Dare, dare. Them slums over there. Dare, dare. Them slums over there. Mm-hmm. So, we see our party split. We see Al and Jer. Hold hands. Hold hands under the sunset. Walk <laughs> off. I, I imagine Al is talking about something, maybe a little butthurt. I, I imagine he's he's chattering a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that makes Jer feel somewhat at home as there's a familiar redhead that has not been seen in two weeks. There, uh, as, as you guys depart and leave, and as Dr. Hyde and I just was about to say Kyle. Like, it's not Kyle in game. Dr. Hyde and Barry <laughs> split to go the other opposite direction. The camera lingers watching the pairs wander off. And then two guild officials calmly walk down the path, look at each other, look at Enoch's door, and start to climb down the stairs. You guys are wondering. It's still, I mean, this has only been in the morning. That conversation probably only took half an hour or to an hour to, to like officially get through all of that. So you are, are, are guiding him towards the slums. Are you guys talking at all or is it just silent? Is it just idle chatter? I'm letting you guys roleplay if you want. Felix will not be super cold to Barry. Um, if Barry would, would start a conversation, he will pipe up. But Felix is not going to initiate any sort of conversation because he's kind of lost in thought about this whole Delilah mess. Like, oh shit, she's two people. Like, that makes so much, you know, the the house makes more sense. But like, why didn't the house show me this? And what the fuck is he hiding behind the mirror? Like, Doctor, um, so I had my suspicions earlier, but yeah, I've never actually seen with my own eyes someone of your capabilities who's how how can I put it delicately passed on but not passed on <laughs> you can call me dead Mr. Valentine it's fine it's what I am uh, rude to be so blunt but <laughs> it's fact facts are never rude they're just the truth uh, yes it was a, a strange set of events uh, going down to the sewers, going to uh, exterminate some rats for the guild, I, and in the process, lost my life. Um, and here we are. Though I was brought back for some reason, uh, <laughs> having 
a lot of unfinished business and rage at those who uh, let you suffer this fate will we'll do that. Who, who let you suffer? No, oh, the guild, of course. And Barry kind of nods understandingly, like, "Yeah, that that checks out. <laughs> that, that, that checks. That that's legit. That's a thing." Well, I hope your suffering isn't a perpetual one. <laughs> well, it, it's actually quite fascinating. He'll kind of like pack, like perk up at that. Like, oh, well, no, like I've learned an entire like science to ghost leeches. <laughs> Go, ghost, ghost leeches. Oh yes, and this is where he'll just start going on. Like, of course, this is all science unfounded that he's made up himself. But how leeches can be used on the undead to kind of cure the ailments as they do with the living, and how you know it's it's po- quite possible to sup out the poison of one's undead flesh, and like just starts going off on Barry. And this is almost entirely going over his head. Uh, science, <laughs> math, well, not all math, like some of the basic maths he was okay with, but a lot of th- that big school learning uh, just kind of in one ear and out the other. Um, so he's he's keeping interest, uh, but if you ask him a question he just nods without opening his mouth, it's pretty obvious that he has no clue what you're talking about. Oh, and Felix will not even ask him a question. He's just going to go off. Okay. Like, you've now sparked the, the conversation where Felix doesn't shut up. Ghost leeches. Which is fine Ghost with Ghost leeches. <laughs> Ghost leeches. Ghost leeches. But anyway, that's, I think that's the extent of the the convo. I like it. Also, ghost leeches will make great merch, so thank you. <laughs> I can already see They're like it. sea monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Crow your own ghost leeches. <laughs> the kids will Throw your sea monkeys. But like they're like on a gravestone instead of like a little yeah. underwater thing. Uh, so the, the rest of your trip to the slums is uneventful as you were able to share and the knowledge of ghost leeches. Maybe they exist. Maybe they don't. Felix, you can tell that you're going towards the slums at this point. You've never been to the docent's compound. You really don't have much of a tab on it at all. You've kind of frankly thought the this Nathaniel guy has been spouting nonsense. But you can tell that there are a group of people who seem to be wearing it's not quite the same outfit, but they're all wearing the they're all wearing white. And and it, it, various shades of clean, of course. No one seems to be lesser if they have dirtier whites, but it's it's, a, it's like a white tunic and white pants that are very cotton and linen-y. linen-y. Okay. And there's, linen-y. they seem to be going between two buildings. There is an apartment building, which means an apartment building. They seem to be exchanging shifts. And then there's, they're building something. And you're an intelligent man. I won't make you do a flip for it. It is clearly a church. It's very Christian in nature in the sense that it's like very high arches and it's wooden beams and the frame seems to be up and they're working on putting in, all right, fuck, what goes up after the frames? The walls, I'm guessing? Like the eaves. Well, yeah, the walls. walls we have the, the foundation, eaves. then the, like, the actual beams for it and then mm-hmm. essentially just the skin that goes on afterwards. Yeah. And then you make it look pretty. So like the, like the barn raising part of it is done, like all the walls have gone up. Okay. 
but they're okay. they're actually trying to make it like an actual building that insulates but you can see inside of it since it's just a skeleton right now that there are rows of rugs instead of seats and there is a podium as well that is made of a dark wood and has some candles on it there's wax that drips off of it the candles aren't lit right now uh, oh, so they're already preaching in this, this structure. They are. And you can tell, too, at some point it's meant to be uh, like a, a, two levels. There's some stairs that go up, and there's going to be... There's a second level that will go up as well. Um, Doctor, I... I didn't... I don't know if Nathaniel's here. I may need to go see Olin. Um, I need to... I need to tell... I need to tell the soul what's going on. Um... Maybe he'll know what to do. Take your time. I, I'm sure I can amuse myself out here. Very well. Uh, it shouldn't take too long. I'll be right back. And I'm going to... At this time of day, would it make more sense that he's in the tenement building or... Yep, right now, I, it would be a tenement building. I'm going to guess it's kind of getting close to lunch. So he's probably getting ready. He's like part of the, the line that feeds lunch. Uh... That, and that's what, what most of this influx is, is people who've just finished eating are going back out. And the people who were building were going back in to eat food. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's not anything to write home about, but it's not slop either. Probably some bread, a little bit of cheese, thin soup. Mm, my Tasty. Thin, thin soup. I would also say that uh, while Felix is, will we'll probably survive out here by himself. Uh, if, if you were the one to escort him inside, no one would bother him about it. Like, if, if okay. the more people that see you bringing him in won't cause an alarm. Okay. And that's something you would know is that you, not that you have to keep a leash on him, but making it known that he's your guest won't make people freak out. At the, well, so I'm going to poke my head into the area and I see him in the line. So it's inside the apartment building, like inside the apartment building. Uh, you, you would walk in, there's your first lobby directly across the way is your study library area that where you first saw Nathan and Olin. And then uh, you're, you're going to have to actually step inside to get to the kitchen. There's okay. also like a line of people and whatnot. So like he'll poke his, uh, I'll, I'll poke my head in. It might hold a little more sway if I actually have someone with me. Uh, and like I won't close the door I have my hand on the, the handle actually doctor would you mind coming with me um, your presence might uh, might make it oh, I'm, I'm no good with words might make it a little more impactful what I have to say certainly Felix is going to look a little puzzled like am I a trophy now this is neat um so he'll he'll go with Barry. Like, kind of no questions asked. Like, what are they going to do to him? He's already dead. Can't kill you. You're already dead. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, look at me and go turn, and I I will be done. But it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the, it's that easy. All right. Uh, Don't worry. There's no paladins <laughs> yet. Uh, so he'll he'll lead. Uh, I'll lead uh, the doctor in through the the foyer and I think they're probably still uh, serving lunch um, this way and lead them back to Dikichion 
I'm guessing you're circumventing the line. You're not hopping in. And you I see... don't need food yet. I'm good. I'm you not s- here for food. <laughs> Does he eat? <laughs> Does he sleep? Does he eat? What does he need? Uh-huh. I, I slept, I think. <laughs> no, but yeah, you see Olin. He seems to be the head of the line. There's two or three other docents with him doing the... the oh, what's the word for it? Um... It sounds like that's what fucking Ford did. The the manufacturing line, assembly line. There it is. Got okay. There. Uh, like that. that was a really interesting way to go through that, <laughs> but I appreciate it. So he's ahead of the line. He's the one like grabbing the plate and putting the first piece of bread on, and he sees you and your friend, and he he still smiles. And I know like the big thing I, I really want to strike home with Olin is that. You know he's not very old. Everyone knows he's not very old, but he has those deep-set wrinkles like he's seen 10 wars. There's just something about him that seems so aged, even though he can't be more than 25, 26. But he, he smiles and waves at you and kind of waves you forward. Mr. Soul, um, I have news, some pretty important news, and I think you myself and my friend need to have a word in private. At this point, like, he, he's passing on the line, grabbing another plate, but this time, he grabs two plates? Oh, I'm hungry anyways, so let's, uh, go find us a seat, and I'll sit with you in a second. Uh, of course, of course. And we'll find a good a good seat, a uh, place to sit out of the way. Probably not, not too many people around, you know. Good for private conversation. <laughs> Felix is uh, gonna kind of bristle a little bit at this. Like this is the a he's in a weird place now. They're kind of it almost feels like vultures circling to him a little bit now that he realizes it's called the soul. And you know we can even pretend like the mouth was said. Like what this is like some cult shit. Like this is straight out of like. I guess like the folk tales of where he from like England where he comes from like I could see that being kind of weird for him oh yeah so he's a little on edge this shit's hella weird it doesn't even matter like where you're from this is weird they're all dressed the same they're all like working yeah. in unison they have these weird nicknames they call each other like with this group name it's this is weird yeah okay cool so it's justified yes for sure because he's he's like wait not really wigged out but he's very very cautious around these people. Uh, as as we sit down, I'm going to talk, uh, say to Felix, I, I don't know if the mouth will be able to join us. I hope he's here. I, I, I really want to be able to break the news to all three of them. Three of them, you say? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there's normally a whole process to this kind of thing, but... Um, the mouth, Nathaniel, uh, but you should really call him the mouth. He's the one that helps bring more docents in. We go through a process to be accepted in, and that's led by Olin. And you know, when you're here, you help. We all have a, a unified purpose. Hmm. Symbiosis is important in the world. It gets many species through. Exactly, exactly. Not sure what symbiosis is. Again, goes over his head, but sure. <laughs> They're inspirational. 
is the best word I can I can think for it. If we can talk to all three of them, I think they'll be able to come up with some way to help us get Winifred or Delilah or however that goes. Get her. What, what do they want with her? They were looking for Delilah. I I overheard it just the other night. I guess it was just by happenstance that I came across her somewhere in the market. She led me to you, but they want her. She's she's key to something, I think. I, I wasn't really privy to what it was, but this this is what I I need to do. Felix will nod and smile, and that I'm interested to hear what they have to say. Yes, hopefully they can. Hopefully, soul and mouth can bring the thought over as well. I don't the think thought. that they'll be. Yes, the the thought. Um... <laughs> I just. <laughs> what are you giggling about? So... Moose? Huh? huh? What's it? What's T H O T? Is that about? what you're thinking? <laughs> yes. I can't. It's that can't possibly time. be misconstrued <laughs> at all, right? The name was picked before that was ever a thing. I know. That's the worst. I'm just like the thought. <laughs> she also thick. CC. Ooh. Oh my. Two C's. Dick. Dem dick. Uh, yes. So there's the mouth, the soul, and the thought. Um, I haven't met the thought more than a couple times, but I think together the dedicated can come up with some way to help us all obtain Delilah. Whatever ends that uh, we all can reach together, utilizing her talents, I have a, a great hope that our chances are greatly increased by working together. Skepticism blooms in Felix. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just gonna, like, that mm-hmm nod, like, I need to see these people. Oh, Olin comes over, and he sets plates down, and he sets plates only for, for himself and for Barry. He doesn't have one for Felix. Good, Felix doesn't eat anyway. And he gives you gives Felix a nod as he sits down. He kind of nods and said, "What's the deal? What's going on?" I know we've well, you've been looking for Delilah. I think I might have a good lead to her. A very good lead. To which he looks at Doctor Hyde. Who looks back, smiles, blinks like a normal human. School lass. Yeah, like a normal human. <laughs> oh dear. This is my friend. Doctor, this is Olin. It, here, we'll extend his hand. Uh, Dr. Felix Hyde. He reaches across, shakes your hand. His other hand's busy dipping the bread in the soup. And you can tell by his garb, his pants are relatively clean, but his shirt is just so dirty. And it looks like it's, it's constantly like he's either cooking something or he's always doing something and he's always kind of wiping his hands off and he seems like a very tactile person and like the way he the, is he pitting out 
no, it's not that gross. It's just that he's, <laughs> he, even as you shake his hand, it's a very warm, like as warm as a handshake can be, it isn't business. He's like, it's as if you guys are old friends, the amount of warmth that's behind it. Awkward. Okay. Do the two cancel out? Does his cold and warmth, do they like meet in a, a, a neutral form? <laughs> <laughs> the whole place blows up. Subbiting by two. Boom. The mouth and I were a little loud the other night. And he gives you a look like, I know you were snooping. By you going after Delilah, he knows you were snooping. I wanted to surprise you when I brought her back here. She's a little more elusive than, than I anticipated. But he and Delilah seem to have some sort of connection. And she has a connection to a girl, uh, Winifred. I, I can tell you more, but uh, I think it's something that all of the dedicated need to hear. He, he listens, and he continues to listen as you go on. He has a very calm father attitude about him. I appreciate that you took some initiative. It's always a good trade around here. Before I go see my fellow dedicated. And he looks back at Felix. What is your connection to all this? <laughs> uh, Felix is going to quickly go inside of his head. This is the inner monologue portion of our show. <laughs> um, he's like, oh, do I do I lie to them? Do I say she's my, you know, I'm, I'm her doctor? Um, <laughs> I, this is what, it, for a hot second, he's going to think. And then... I am investigating the case of the... What was Winifred's last name? Gibson. The the Gibson Manor. I, I'm sure you've heard of it. He nods, is kind of sloppily eating. Like, eating the bread. Hmm. Yes. Quaint. Uh, it, I am investigating the, the strange happening at the Gibson Manor. The, the cataclysm, if you will. Uh, this poor girl going missing... You know, strange. He kind of leans in. Ethereal happenings, if you get my drift. He nearly chokes on his bread, but recovers just fine. All right, well, good work, Barry. Doctor, you're not one of us, and I'm afraid I can't welcome you inside our chambers. However, if you don't mind waiting, we do have a library. And he points across the way. I'm sure you can find something to interest you. I'll leave word for no one to bother you. Once the four of us have convened, we will ask you to join us in a more appropriate setting. Then I shall take my leave. Then he'll stand up and walk towards the library. I'll be out soon. And at this point, Olin reaches over and puts a big heavy hand on Barry's shoulder and gives him a, a pat as he smiles all proud-like. Barry is elated. Felix. Hi, Felix. Hi, Felix. As you enter the study, it's not the most well-equipped library you've seen, but it has some tomes. In particular, it has books that you're aren't in a conventional library. <gasps> Books of magic? Not quite of Books magic. Of but, you know, they are an odd collection. 
And I'm going to say there are three that jump out at you. There's one that is a leather bound, although that sure doesn't look like cow leather bound, journal. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's pigskin. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. There is a tome that you know to be, a, it's like a collector's tome. It's really hard to find. Okay. It is like a volume three Malifaux artifacts. Has a little dust on it. Not a lot of people have touched it, even though it's sandwiched in between books. Clearly forgotten, despite being a treasured volume. Hmm. And there's one more, and it's folded in half and set on top oh. of a book. Uh, sorry, it's it's a it's a paper, like uh, an academic paper, oh, like a pamphlet. Um, like it's like someone hand wrote a study. Okay. And that's folded in half, and it's kind of dog-eared in weird places, and that's resting on top of a different row of books. Okay. I'm going to say you can mm. pick two out of the three. Two out of the three. We'll start with one, then I'll jump back over to Kyle. I would like to start with the handwritten notes. The handwritten notes is an academic paper by a man named Leviticus. It seems this never got published. It's more like a personal writing and maybe a draft. It clearly never saw true true science. It, It was maybe left in a rubbish bin and someone thought it was good enough to swipe for this library. But what's most interesting is that there's these things called waifs and body transference. But about the time that it's starting to get into the science of all of it, the writing ends. Hmm. Interesting. How how large is this? I'm going to say it's about three pages. And there's some stuff crossed out, some stuff in the notes, like saying, oh, yeah, edit this, fix this. So it would be feasible for me to fold it up small enough to fit into my coat pocket. Correct. Sweet. I do so. The the soul leaves the rest of the food there and offers his hand for you to hold and <gasps> to rise. I take it and I rise. <laughs> And then he gently takes it and wraps it around his arm as he escorts you. The only other time you've been escorted like this was during your initiation. Ew. Super special butterflies. <laughs> and it does definitely get the attention of the other docents hanging around, particularly nearby. And there's some whispers that start. And he guides you out of the building. And he guides you towards the church. I give like a thumbs up to my friends like, yeah, I did good. He's not saying anything to you. He seems to be in thought. And <laughs> giggity. As you guys walk through, he gets to behind the pillar or the pillar of the podium and he pushes it. And as he pushes it, that seems to hit a mechanism that drops a stone behind you guys. And that drops to another stone to another stone and creates a set of stairs. Oh, he waves you to walk down first. This is some extra bullshit. Uh, they down there? Oh, okay, yeah. Of course. I'll head down this stone staircase. And he lingers behind for a second. But he follows. Okay, I was gonna say, if he's if he's there, like, barely stop, like, halfway. Well, are, are you coming? Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's just like to let you get like a little head bit of a head start and then gotcha. he follows. 
once you guys reach the bottom of the steps, he pushes the bottom one down, and that seems to activate the steps to kind of pull back in themselves. And it's not really... You can tell... Whatever mechanism they used, that's not just a mechanism. There's a little extra pizzazz on it. Ooh, magic. Magic. And then you're greeted with what you realize now is the same room you were initiated in. And it's a smallish room. There are four pillars in the middle of it, and there is a large fire in the center, kind of held in a brazier. With the stairs disappearing and the one exit being sealed off, smoke starts to kind of fill this room again. And it isn't a red or orangey fire. This is a purple fire. But it still makes the same crackly sounds as you would expect a fire to do. Oh, as long as it sounds the same. All right. Sounds the same. Looks a little different. It smells a little funky in here. Not mm. not overwhelming, but definitely enough to make your nose tingle. and makes you think, man, I would definitely have a headache if I hung out down here too long. Doing some ancient Roman oracle stuff here, huh? Just a you- little bit. You see the thought on the other side of the room. And she is lounging, sitting. She's comfortable on this pile of pillows that are mixed match. They're not beautiful by any means. It literally looks like sofa cushions that have been pulled over and that have been found. And some of them have little fluffs pushing out. Some of them look nicer than others, but by no means are they rich fabrics. And they seem almost stained purple too due to the smoke. I suppose we don't know what Esther looks like, but she's an older woman. Her gray hair is long, almost reaches her knees long, and hangs loose. And it looks well cared for. It looks soft and slightly wavy. She too wears white, but she wears a white dress. It's very modest and probably a little warm, considering this whole room is very warm in itself. And here she is in a high neck dress that goes long sleeves to her wrists. Hmm. She almost looks like someone's lost grandmother, in a way. That she's barefoot and her hair is down, but she seems happy. She seems cared for, even though she's nearing the end of her time. And as you push into the room entirely, that you see that the mouth is waiting for you as well to your left. And he looks furious. You done fucked up? And then the soul takes a step to your right, and he still seems calm as ever. And at this, Esther rises, seeming that everyone is now in place. And she opens her eyes, and they are silver like her hair. A little milky, pastel color. Man, if in the right light, it probably would look just a tinge lavender. Did, did I do something wrong? I'm looking at the mouth. I, I thought I, I, I tracked her down, right? That's what we, we needed. Right? Barry, while you're there, you, you definitely get the distinct feeling that they don't care that you're there, that you were there being held at the moment. It feels like a child who is waiting to hear their punishment as their parents bicker over how long to ground them for. So I, I'm going to say the mouth starts it off. Well, you were right. And Esther kind of chuckles. I told you he would. What did you learn, Barry? Well, I followed her for a while to the doctor's place. We then went to this man 
Enoch's house. He's the ward for the girl, Winifred. He told us that Delilah and Winifred shared a body, I think. It was a little confusing. Winifred? And she smiles and looks to the two men who look just as confused as you fucking do. <laughs> yes, the, the missing girl. Or so everyone thinks. And she's the same as Delilah. Oh my. This just got a lot easier. Well, that's good news then, isn't it? We can go get her. At this point, the mouth's gonna start peeling off again. If you knew all this, why did I have to get my ass beat? Do you know where Winifred is? Esther? And she has this coy giggle, and for a moment it overlaps, and it doesn't sound like Esther anymore. It's higher pitched, and brings about a sense of doom. Just in a few musical notes. Ooh, fun. Either way, she'll come to me. Barry, you're such a good boy. He'll smile meekly at that. Thank you for your service. Of course. And then you hear a hammer pull back of a gun. <clears throat> and the last thing you hear is a gunshot. Oh. It's probably the last thing that falls from his lips before he collapses. Moose. Well, yeah. I'm here. You're here. What's the second book you pick up? <laughs> <laughs> My buddy's dead. Um, this is good. Time to leave. Um, second book is going to be The Tome of Flesh. Tome of Flesh. Cool. Fleshy. Sucking on the flesh. It, uh, for lack of a better description um like i don't have actual entries i might come back in with them but for your knowledge okay. it is a journal from someone who belongs to the cult of december <gasps> and My people from the faraway mountains <laughs> it's uh gibberish almost uh, there's english in there but it's seeming hard to understand and maybe just because their hands are so cold it's a little hard to write but okay it seems mostly about like daily going ons and how things are okay. getting colder and how they look forward to these cold days that are coming. These crazy bitches. <laughs> Winter's coming, smiley face. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. Um, he wouldn't know much about the cult of December because that's really not his purview. Um, I'm trying to think. So it would read as a journal. And maybe, like, in the first page or two, it talks about being accepted uh, as a Decemberist. As a <laughs> hazards, of, hazards of love suddenly starts playing. Funny. Didn't. <laughs> but I'm going to say that you don't get too far into it. But it, it's definitely going to be 
you, you only get a chance to read maybe the first two pages and it's talking about them making the journey to join the the group there and how it's colder than they expected but that's good okay that was a big deal that they got there in the first place and that this is um this is from a male's perspective <coughs> perspective you're able to pick oh, up interesting. on because this is technically before rasputina takes over oh right and and yeah so there's probably even some surprise at the servitude of women pleasant surprise but surprise all the same and you're maybe getting to like reading through the second entry maybe moving on to the third okay. when you hear a gunshot it's muffled particularly considering it's underground but the thing is you're not the only one that hears it everyone in that building hears it and all their heads snap to the church first and they start murmuring to each other, like, oh, whoa, was that what happened? And, like, not really connecting the dots. And then, and, like, a snap. The, they just fall quiet. All murmurs, whispers, concerns disappear as their bodies turn in your direction. <laughs> what do I see, Fate Master, when I look at the first victim right now they are an unmoving wall there are a few of them scattered in the foyer most of them seem to be either outside and there's ones outside looking in through the window staring at you through the window and there's like stacks of them probably two two rows deep outside and they're watching and waiting for you to move and their eyes are huge unblinking now their pupils have all or pupils the yeah, that's right. That's the black part. The pupils have disappeared to pinpricks as they stare at you. Mm. Oh my god. What is my what is this room? Is there a window? There's a window. Is it barred? No, but it's decorative, if that makes sense. So it's gonna have like those wood pieces that are just like a lot of diamonds set into it. As you look around. Uh, I'm going to say a, a young man steps forward, 17-ish, and he slowly offers a hand forward. Who am I speaking to? The, the docents. And they all speak in unison. Is this the work of the dedicated? No response. What would you have of me, docents, as he's just going to set the book down on the nearest surface? Come, Come pray, pray with, with us. us. Let's, Let's pray, pray to the mother. mother. He's going to chuckle. and I gave a prayer many years ago. And at that, I'm going to elemental projectile the window. Woo! Do it! Do it! Do, do it! Flip it! Make it happen! This would okay. be a really bad time. I know it. I, I gotta do it. I gotta get to cards. Gotta get to cards. Gotta get to cards. Don't worry. I, ha I have my best card in my oh, good, 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 if good, I good, need good. to. Oh, that's that is a fifteen of rams and tomes. I don't think I need my best card. I need a five for it to go off. This is we're gonna try to repopulate the kind of ice dagger motif. I'm gonna try to use one elemental projectile and split it into a few smaller ones to puncture enough of this wood so I can jump through it without, you know, causing too much structural damage to myself. I probably won't blow a hole big enough in the window for me, but at least weaken enough of it 
But yeah, these ice daggers just pew, 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 pew. Shatters the glass. The docents remain unmoving on the outside. Some of them get this glass stuck in their face and they don't even wince. As you, I'm guessing, are diving out? Well, yeah, he's gonna like Batman that shit. Parkour! Yeah, parkour! And as you land, you're gonna knock down one or two of them, but I'm gonna say that was really cool and I just want you to like keep your footing on it. So you knock down two of them. The thing is about this whole motion though, and as you land and you're getting ready to bolt off, is that there's more of them reaching out for you as the other ones around you fill in the gaps of where the two fell. So I need you to try to escape. How are you going to try and escape? Describe what's in front of me apart from the people. So I imagine this is facing the street as much as there's a street in the slums. There's another building in front of you. Uh, The area seems pretty quiet. In particular, now that there was a gunshot, there was glass breaking. And it's that weird silence where like birds aren't tweeting. There's no wind. It's just still. And how many people are in front of me? In front of you, I'm going to say four and probably another four and four, like filling in, surrounding on either side. Okay, Fate Master. Mm -hmm. Interesting question for you. I know Felix is not some master magician, but I think he has this cold thing, this ice manifestation down to a science. He's kind of had this sort of to a way that he can manipulate ice in ways that he wouldn't have been able to do with his other abilities, I would say. But what I want to do is I want to shoot another elemental projectile at the ground, but I want to make it so there's kind of a slush or a sheen. So I want to use my first action point to shoot, my second action point to charge through them, hopefully getting enough like slide that I can bash through them. I'm trying to froze on your way out of this. I like it. I'm going to try to froze it. Well, it's, I'm going to Elsa this shit and let it go. <laughs> I'll allow it. I like it. <sighs> okay. Okay, now I have to. I'm using the best card in my deck. It is a 12 of tomes. What did you pull first? Or the king. The, I, I pulled a two of rams, so it would have been a seven of rams and tomes. And you're cheating in. And I will be using... I'm cheating in. It's got Colette. Just give me one oh. second. I forget. It's the... No, that's the king. So that's the 13 of tomes. So it's technically a 19 of double tomes. Okay. Yeah, that sticks. You, You throw it down. Uh, for everyone at home and for you, I have no more hand. That was my last okay. one. So I throw this down, creating this slick of ice. And with the gusto, he probably would have even mimed having his rifle in his hands. Okay. Because he's going back to trench warfare and just barrels through them, not even realizing he's not even holding a gun. And he'll probably come to once he gets through the, the crowd, like, oh shit, like PTSD stuff. It's fine. And he'll keep going. Do you look back? Oh. It's, he uses his peripheral to his best, probably as his body goes from right and then it recedes left, he'll use his peripheral just to look behind him, but he doesn't actually turn because he doesn't want to get stopped. Where are you running to? Um, I am running back to Enix's house. The docents are slipping on the ice following after you. They are 
kind of trying to climb over each other as one falls and another tries to like, walk on top of them. But this running motion on top of the snow on top of bodies is would be comical in a way. But they just can't seem to quite get there. There's one or two that come chasing after you and they are running like back straight like machines almost and how they book mm-hmm. it down the street. You have a moment where you think one's going to catch up to you. They don't look both ways as you enter back into proper Malifaux downtown. And they a, a carriage trots right over them as they as the carriage is trying to get someplace fast. Horse stomps on this docent. And the carriage doesn't stop as it continues on. Rude. <laughs> and huh. as you run, I don't think Felix is a man of regret. No, not anymore. And even though this feels vaguely like a setup, you know this wasn't Delilah's doing. Not that part of it. There's no whiff of her magic. Since the feathers, she's been nowhere in sight. And as you run to Enoch's apartment, you see the door has been left open. Garbage that was clogging the stairs tossed aside, making it easier. And inside, furniture's tossed, and the mirror remains open, revealing a secret room in the back. I in my frilled lizard manner, just brandish a little bit of cold and I walk through it. I guess that wasn't fair of me earlier because I said that Enoch had magic and I didn't give you a a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. It's fine. I thought he was lying. I would say that where he didn't feel like he had much magic, this room does. And it reminds you of... Like if you just lifted up a can of oil and took a big sniff. It's just, a, mm. it's slick and it doesn't smell great. It doesn't smell like much, but it doesn't smell great. You actually kind of hear the sound of wrenches moving, even though there's no wrenches moving. It's just like this, this magic has that oh, sensation. Oh, so it's industrial. Okay. And it's a pretty sparse room. You can tell there's two dummies, like practice dummies. And there is a desk off to the corner. The chair has been tossed as well. And there's weaponry around, although it doesn't seem like it was touched. And I say weaponry, like there was a pistol, there was a rifle, there was a club. like one of everything that you might need to practice. And you look up and you see a small window that's too high to reach on yourself or for someone to jump up. And you see a mechanical dove tilt its head. It's not like the ones at the Star Theater. This one looks much more like a city dove. It's darker. It has almost oil painted on. And it corks its head at you. You can tell there is something wrapped around its little, little claw feet. A missive of some sort. And it flies out. I elemental projectile it! (laughs) Or I'll call it there! No! So this completes Felix's first destiny step. As upon your back, you carry the brightest of stars into the shadow. No! I should! <laughs> that wraps that. Wow. Did you have fun? Thanks for dying, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, 
Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. He's got another fun character coming around. <laughs> it was, yeah, that was great, Alex. Thank you. That was well done. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Good. Kyle, how do you feel after playing a few rounds with us? Dead. Dead? Yeah. Sorry to kill you off, man, but at least I warned you. Everyone, oh, yeah, please I know, know I warned him. I was like, hey, oh, yeah. I really want you to play this character. I'm basically making you play an NPC as a warning. Don't pick something cool. <laughs> <laughs> as a warning, don't pick it's something okay. cool. He either way ended up not being cool at all. <laughs> but thank you for being here, Kyle. Um, we didn't do on the last few, but if you want to go ahead and give us a bumper, uh, I'll probably have you record a whole other bumper too, but just let us know where to find you. Hi, I'm Kyle. You can find me on Twitter at Lord Kyle K. You can also find me on No Show Radio's other show, The Facades of Gods, an actual play audio drama using the Fate system, Fate Accelerated system. Yeah, that's what we use, right? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, we, that to be fair, we don't use a whole lot of it, but uh, it's, it's, it's still there. a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Kyle. Uh, I really, I had fun and I'm glad we got here. It was fun. Had fun. I look forward to all the reactions from cool kids. Well, the, yeah, cool kids for one, but also from, uh, I, I want to see how uh, Albert responds to this. He lost a fan. Oh, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so glad he wasn't here. Not because I don't love him, but because, oh boy, oh boy, when he hears this, it's going to be so good. I'm going to eat it up. Oh, well, hey, everyone. Say goodbye. Bye. Oh, bye. Bye, Hi. bye. Bye. Hey there, gorgeous. Thanks for listening to us today. And if you like this episode, why don't you go ahead and subscribe? Might as well rate and review us while you're at it. Now, if you're looking for updates can find us at soulstorypod.com in case you were looking to stay in touch we're also on facebook twitter and instagram at soulstorypod now if you wanted to keep in touch with all of us folks personally you can find us on twitter you can find moose at moosifo spencer at spare bear the meek <laughs> the lovely man who plays yours truly albert long at hot bam with three m's Logan at KOTL of the Light, and Alex at Roll for Alex. And as always, I'm your Huckleberry.